This is Hollywood Behind Closed Doors with Frank McKay on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Frank McKay here, so much more importantly, a wonderful actor. Started out life as a journalist, and I'll get into that with him in a little bit, but also a wonderful musician. Bill Mosley, you know his work, I you know, primarily from uh, from horror, but I, I saw him in a Clint Eastwood movie. I think it was a Pink Cadillac and I, a, a bunch right. of things. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Bill. Welcome. No, I'm just laughing at that reference. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, let's <laughs> let's let's not forget White Fang, that uh, wonderful Disney movie with Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but you really have become well known in the horror genre. But you have a resume a mile long, and it's terrific work. You really have done really wonderful work. Whatever you've been in, I've always enjoyed you. Well, thanks. It certainly beats digging a ditch or uh, you know <laughs> spreading tar on a roof. Yeah. Does it beat journalism, and especially where journalism is now? I know you, you did a lot of writing in uh, National uh, Lampoon and, uh, you know, some pretty big gigs. Uh, do you prefer writing to uh, to or did you uh, is there any part of that uh, that you preferred to this? No, I found that I was actually with uh, with the acting that I'm I'm able to use a lot of those skills, certainly in terms of improvising when when it's called for and also just uh, breaking down scripts. Uh, so that actually has been a wonderful asset to, uh, to my acting career. Now, listen, you, you've, uh, you've had a great career and it's still going strong. Uh, were you a fan of the genre, of the horror genre, before you started appearing in horror films? Yes, I was. When I was a kid, I, I, I braved my parents' uh, you know, corporal punishments uh, by getting up in the middle of the night in my little house in uh, Barrington, Illinois, outside of Chicago, uh, Saturday nights at midnight and sneaking down the creaking hallway into the library and turning on the old black and white Zenith and watching Shock Theater, wow. which was our kind of local horror host show. And, uh, you know, great movies like Beginning of the End with the Giant Grasshoppers and uh, Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price and all kinds of great old black and white uh, horror movies. So I was I was always into it. What 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 got you into acting? Did it, uh, it did you get some attention off of the writing and somebody said, "Hey, uh, how would you like to do this?" Or did you have interest in acting in let's say high school, college? What was the genesis of your your acting career? Well, you know, I acted pretty much since I was a kid uh, in uh, in certainly amateur productions. Uh, I, I acted in high school. I acted in college, uh, but I'm from the Midwest and. Uh, you know, I, uh, for some reason, my parents didn't really, you know, they certainly thought I was, it was fun for me to act, but they didn't really see it as a career choice. So, uh, that wasn't really, uh, uh, supported. And, uh, when I, uh, you know, in, in my late twenties, early thirties, I worked on a ranch and, uh, you know, I, I took a summer job, uh, I was living in New York city, but I took a summer job on a ranch in Wyoming, just doing, uh, you know, ranch hand work. And uh, when I was working one day, a kid that I was working with was blathering on about Captain Crunch or singing songs or whatever he was doing. And then all of a sudden blurted out uh, Texas Chainsaw Manicure. Oh. And I, I heard that. I thought, whoa, Texas Chainsaw Manicure. I went back to the bunkhouse. I wrote out about a five-minute scenario uh, about a woman who goes to a beauty parlor, gets her hair done, under the dryer. She wants a manicure. And out comes Leatherface and starts sawing on her fingers. 
And uh, she passes out from fear. She comes to. She looks down. She has a fabulous manicure. And she goes out to the to the pickup truck to show her husband, played by me, as a in a cameo as the hitchhiker from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And uh, I go, hey, that's great, honey. We should celebrate with some head cheese. <laughs> and um, I, I that was a five minute video. Wow. Uh, a friend of mine who was a screenwriter in L.A. at the time uh, showed the video to uh, Toby Hooper. Uh, the uh, uh, director of the original Chainsaw. And he liked the video so much and liked my cameo so much as the hitchhiker that he hired me uh, without auditioning me, uh, hired me to play uh, Chop Top in the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 back in 1986. That's unbelievable. And uh, after, I, after I did that, yeah, that was that was my career change. Wow. You got to be kidding! I mean, this is Lana Turner, and well, no, it's it, this is more. I was going to say Lana Turner in the drugstore. This is proactive. You actually made this video. I mean, did you have any expectations that anything like this would would happen from that? It was just, or was it just not fun? in the slightest? No. Amazing. I had no, I had no expectations whatsoever. What I did was, I thought that the way to market it would be for something like Saturday Night Live or an old comedy show called Fridays, which yeah. used to try to compete with Saturday Night Live. And neither of them wanted it, uh, you know, for one reason or another, no stars in it, too long on video, whatever that, whatever their reasons were. So I was basically stuck with it and stuck with a, you know, with, with a bill of about $5,000, which at the time I was certainly not making. Yeah. So wow. uh, to me, it, it was a labor of love, but uh, I hadn't really thought it out in terms of, uh, you know, selling it, marketing it, whatever. And again, it was just, it was like, it was like winning the lotto, really. Just, uh, you know, the fact that, uh, that Toby even saw it, that Toby liked it, and that Toby hired me to play Chop Top on the basis of it. I'm sure at the time, $5,000 was a lot of bucks, but what an investment. And uh, yeah. to, to get a career oh, going yeah. like Tell this. Tell me about it. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, it's Bill, been great. Bill Mosley has put together an amazing career. Check him out. Uh, check out his IMDb. And, and it's just, it's mind-blowing, the the amount of work he does and uh, and continues to get. Uh, 2020 even looks <laughs> looks busy already. I mean, you haven't uh, you haven't touched 2020, and you already have things coming out. What give us the the rundown of the latest? What what do you have coming out? What's uh... well, right now, you know, as of uh, about two weeks ago, um, I have a new movie. It's the third in what is now a trilogy of Rob Zombie movies, starting with House of a Thousand Corpses, then The Devil's Rejects, and now there's a new one called Three from Hell. That's just uh, come out again i think it's two weeks ago so i'm i'm uh you know very excited about that and promoting that um you know there's always there's always a lot of work uh up ahead i mean i don't really even count it until i actually show up on the set and uh have a signed contract so you know there's uh there's plenty of work coming up um i'm i'm hot now on imdb <laughs> so that's always that's always exciting and, and certainly happens with uh, the release of new movies. Um, and, um, you know, I'm uh, right now, actually, I'm, I'm here in uh, Niagara Falls on the Canadian side, looking out my hotel window at the uh, Horseshoe Falls. Yeah. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful site. And I'm here at a, a horror convention called Frightmare in the Falls. So uh, this is also a busy time of uh, year for me to go uh, you know, do horror conventions, and uh, mercifully, there's there's quite a few of them. 
Yeah, you're not kidding. But listen, I know you're you're on the run. You have a lot, a lot of interviews lined up. I'd love to get you for a longer period of time. Talk a little bit about your music too. I know you contributed to the Vampira uh, sound uh, soundtrack, and I'd love to ask you more about that. But uh, what a what a great career you're putting together. Congratulations on all of it, and good luck with all the up- upcoming movies. Bill Mosley, uh, give us a website or a social media site where people can kind of follow along with uh, you. you know- People keep, people can follow me on uh, on Twitter and Instagram, and it's at Chop Top Mosley, and it's M O S E L E Y, Chop Top Mosley. So, you know, all these years later, thirty years later, thirty three to be exact, uh, Chop Top from Chainsaw Two is uh, still, you know, still bringing it. <laughs> so I'm I'm very grateful to Chop Top. I I, I love the uh, the horror genre. And uh, very especially grateful to the fans. So I want to thank everybody out there and and uh, just remind parents to, uh, you know, uh, check their children's you know, candy for pins, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Mosley, thanks for being here. Congratulations on, on a great career. Still going strong. Still going strong, man. Bill Mosley has been our very special guest. And again, you know his work from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Amazing how he got in <laughs> That's just unbelievable. And $5,000 back then. He mentioned the show Fridays, you know, Michael Richards and uh, Melanie Chartoff, who we've had on this show, uh, it, you know, was was on Fridays and so few people even remember it. But it was a, it was a hot show back then. But to spend $5,000 on something like that back, you know, back in those days had to be an unbelievable, you know, guy working on a ranch or whatever has to be an unbelievable uh, risk to take. And I'm sure parents and friends were saying, what are you, crazy, you know, doing that? And, you know, he said it was like, um, it, it was like, <laughs> it was like uh, hitting lottery, or getting to Toby, the uh, the filmmaker for the original te- Texas uh, Chainsaw Massacre and, and subsequent as well. But uh, really, what a what a great story. A terrific guy. And again, you could see him on the horror circuit in, in all of those uh, those shows. And you know, he sounds like first time I'm talking to him, but he sounds like a, uh, a very personable guy. Thrilled to have him. Bill Mosley is a wonderful actor. Check out his resume. It's uh, it's long and it's tremendous. And uh, again, horror genres where he's really made his bones and uh, did a little bit of music uh, for Vampire the movie. And, uh, you know, curious to see if he did anything with Rob, Z- Rob Zombie. Uh, but he was on the run. He's on one of these radio tours. But thrilled to have him. Bill Mosley, actor Bill Mosley, has been our very special guest. Here with just a, a great character actor. Someone that uh, just adds credibility to every film that he does. Michael Berriman is my very special guest, and I, you know, I, I can't wait to read his autobiography. It's uh, it, it's a must. And when I get a uh, get a chance to to get, I'm just going to dive into it the first night. Uh, so many people know him from the the Hills Have Eyes, or One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, but there is a laundry list, a long, long, long list of films that are uh, just been great for the horror genre. And one of the reasons is Michael Berriman himself. Michael, how are you? I'm doing very well. Good morning to you all. Well, I, we're excited about your new film, and that's how the night receives them. Can you give us a little rundown? Um, actually, I can't because I don't have a script. Oh, <laughs> I, I know it's being I know it's being discussed, but uh, uh, it's a great title. It sounds 
extremely intriguing. <laughs> I uh, can't wait to see it. Oh, maybe I'll be. I, I guess I'm going to be in it, so I'll see it pretty soon. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm uh, still waiting to make it. Uh, uh, unless they change the title from a previous film I've done, which is unbeknownst to me, um, I think this is a uh, potential future project, and uh, uh, kind of caught me off guard this morning because. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Well, hey, listen, it, I, I was going to ask you about this, too. I mean, you have a list of titles of films and the horror fanatics love, love them. And they can tell you uh, they can tell you this one from that one and so forth. I, but does it ever get confusing? Does it ever get confusing the the roles that you uh, that you play? I, I mean, you, you do you do such a wonderful job, and, and you're so believable, and you've been doing this for so long. Uh, do you ever do you ever forget? Does somebody say, "Hey, I love love seeing you in this film"? And and yeah. are you ever thinking, "Did I make that film?" <laughs> uh, uh, no, I'm. I'm uh, every character that I kind of bring to life, uh, once I understand the bones of, of the of the of the story and you know where it's going and what what the what the role uh, what's required for my part to be part of the uh, recipe, so to speak, for success. And success is telling uh, the story, uh, allowing some atmosphere and. And, and situations to where the, the reader or the uh, viewer in a film instance can uh, experience uh, what's going on. And uh, oh, it, it, every time I played a bad guy, you know, it's like he always deserves what, what, what becomes of him. There are certain scenes in, in various films over the years where I have told the director even before I travel to work on the film, uh, I will not do the same the way it's written. We're going to do it in a different way. Impl sometimes implied violence is stronger than... Uh, there was a, a movie in Wisconsin where I was supposed to have a, 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 a young female victim uh, kneel. I'll just leave it at that. And then, um, long story short, I said, no, there will be nothing graphic. It will be implied only. Had the, uh, we had a conversation, everything went, went well, and then the director said, well, I, I want to do it my way, and then, uh, then you're going to send me home with a full paycheck because we already had the conversation. He said, no, we didn't. And then I took out my, my tape recorder, and I, <laughs> and I pushed play. And I said, is that your voice? Yeah. <laughs> so you think just because you got me here that you know, we're going to make a big change? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? You'll have a check in the morning. We'll fly you. We'll fly you out. And uh, so, what is horrific? What is not? Well, I, I like to create a scenario where there's a challenge for the hero. If, if you don't have a strong challenge in the hero, you know, what do they really accomplish? There's something called in writing the dark night of the soul, when all hope is lost, and 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 that is when. There's an opportunity for an actor to really, you know, bring it home and for the story uh, teller to, uh, you know, put the meat on the bone. So it, it, it's not just, uh, I love special effects, but uh, a, a movie it doesn't have much story if it's just uh, driven by special effects. That's called a video game. But um, uh, there's a little movie, but the only one by Andrew Getty called The Evil Within, with uh, Sean Patrick Flannery, Dina Myers, Fred Kohler, and myself. And I play a cadaverous entity that brings nightmares. 
it's it, 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 it's a pretty pretty strong film. It's very uh, very interesting. But um, you know, I like to scare people on occasion. Yeah, well, and and you do it very well. And I, I I'll tell you what, I could watch anything with you in it. Uh, I think you bring instant credibility to any film that uh, that that you appear in, and I, I think that's why you're so popular around the circuit. Uh, have you missed the circuit with COVID being what it is? And I know people are waiting to talk to you, but can you give us a little bit about the uh, the, the convention circuit where you're such a popular staple? Sure. Yes, uh, I, I've done ten conventions in the last twelve months. I've been traveling a lot. I have one more. Uh, this weekend, then I can take a break. Um, basically, the, um, there's a, usually a, a plastic, you know, sheet of plastic barrier. I wear a mask, and um, um, if you want to do a selfie, I'm wearing a mask, and, and, and the reason is because I travel a lot. I've been fully inoculated. Uh, I've had friends and neighbors that have uh, died from it. Uh, and it, it just shows respect. That's the whole point of the mask. I'm not going to get into a big, long, drawn-out dissertation about it. But uh, I come from a medical family, and uh, it's it, it, it's science, you know. Um, <laughs> I remember um, one of my doctors said, "Well, I don't wear a mask because the the, the COVID molecule is measured in nanometers." Uh-huh, okay. And a K ninety five mask only stops a one micron. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um a if somebody sneezes, those are one micron or bigger which could carry the COVID, right? So the K ninety five mask that stops the one micron would stop that which is carrying a piggyback COVID. So really? You know, I told my other doctor that and he just sort of, you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> Main thing is be safe. I've been traveling a lot. All uh, film production is pretty much came to a screeching halt last year. Uh, it's starting to come back up now. What a lot of a lot of uh, productions are doing, uh, people are getting tested every day. You have to be sequestered in a hotel for weeks or months until you get all uh, principal photography done. Uh, because if somebody you know goes home and then contracts comes back, then what are your investors going to do? Oh wow, we have to recast, we have to reshoot, and that doesn't help uh, for a business model. So big boy, big boy, big girl pants, um, step up to the plate and get the job done. Listen, one hundred percent. I can't wait to talk to you about it's all good, and uh, that, I know that's uh, that's at the publishers now. And uh, when that comes out, maybe I can get a, a longer time period with you. But I'm I'm going to dive right into oh, it. Well, so. I'd love to spend time with you on that. It's my life story from uh, two years old when my father comes back from Hiroshima to my skull surgery. And it goes all the way through until uh, they all have eyes and everything in between. Amazing. Congrats, it's Mike. If you have a website or a social media site, thank please you. send us there. And, and and if not, just thank you for being here. A website? Or uh, social I will media? be in touch. Thank you, Michael. Michael Berryman, everyone. We've had him before. And we'll have him again. Uh, absolutely terrific. You you will recognize him. I mean, he's a unique character actor. That's uh, that's for sure. He has a unique look, and he has made it work for so many terrific. I mean, terrific uh, films, horror genre, and uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, just one of the one of the guys you get around Halloween, and I'm just thrilled to uh, uh, to get him whenever we can. The the latest that he's got, and he, he doesn't know anything about it, 
so I guess it's not out yet, uh, is how the knight receives them. And, you know, again, everyone knows him from The Hills Have Eyes and about a hundred other other films. Uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I, it might have been, I don't know if that was his first, but it was early on. And Michael Berriman is a staple at the uh, conventions around the country, horror conventions, things like Chiller and, and you know, the like uh, and if you haven't been to them, they're, they're a tremendous uh, amount of fun, enjoyment, a lot of enthusiasm there. And, you know, the the big attraction, of course, are the stars that that are there. And, and horror is has always had a loyal following. <clears throat> I keep saying this over and over, but since uh, since The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead and, and all of that, um, which I haven't binged yet, uh, we've had, you know, we've had so many of the the stars of those shows on this show and uh, so many of them uh, respond to this that uh, you know walking dead the fear of walking dead has bred life no pun intended into the horror genre and not just the zombie uh, apocalypse genre which you know that, that for sure is is taking on a, a a life of its own again no pun intended and uh, but in general the the horror genre has exploded and a big reason why is because of all the new fans that have been attracted to uh, the genre because of the walking dead and fear the walking dead michael berriman's one of those folks uh, who has has been in so many of these horror films he's terrific terrific to have as a guest and we'll love to have him for a longer time talking about his book frank mckay signing off 